brothers and sisters, friends and comrades, this is the PRC Show. I am your host, Paul Cooley, and thank you for listening. Today on our show, we're going to have a discussion about uh, Russia, um, some homophobia that's going on there, and just general homophobia um, in the Slavic region of the world. And uh, we're having a discussion with Josh Ferris, a smart guy, um, one of the smartest people I know. Uh, you know, and I think that comes across in the, in the discussion. And I sort of sound like an idiot at times. Um, now, he has a master's degree, so maybe that's why. Um, but on further reflection, I'm going to have to say a couple nice things about uh, Russia and Slavs because uh, I sound pretty ignorant in the episode, so I'm just going to get that out of the way right now. Number one, it's great that Russia helped defeat the Nazis during World War II. It probably wasn't for them. Nazis would have won, so that's good. Number two... Um, I think the Russian Revolution was a good thing and a step forward. Maybe two steps forward, maybe two steps back. That's debatable, but in the grand arc of history, um, it's probably a good experiment. Number three, uh, regarding Slavs and all that stuff, uh, Czech beer is awesome. So uh, anywhere, anything from Gambrinus to Pilsner Urkel to Czech Var, um, let's be honest, it's the, probably the best beer in the world. And we could go on, Dostoevsky, I didn't say that his name right, uh, Tolstoy, you know, a lot of good things. Um, but I kind of pick on the Slavs a little bit, and I'd like to have an expert in to kind of refute some of the points I said. But Josh sort of does a really good job about that. Okay, also on the show, um, we're going to have a new feature that I'll we'll go through in a minute. Um, but let's get to our letters. So you can email the show at prcshow at gmail.com. Again, that's prcshow at gmail.com. We had uh, two letters this week. Um, well, here's one. Uh, always getting big names. It's weird. I, I love it, actually. But um, So this is regarding the last show with Sean Riley. We were talking about some right-wing extremists and stuff. And here's what this guy says. Evidently, it has either been the success of the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team plain ignorance or lunacy that led you to discuss conservatives and right-wingers in your last episode. What you what do you dream of? I can't read here. Um, what kind of society do you dream of? Uh, living in uh, Cuba, North Korea? Could you even have a podcast in China? I'm pretty sure you would not have thrived in the Soviet Union. Watch me on ABC on Sundays and learn something. George Will. All right, George. Well, um, I appreciate you listening, and uh, not a fan, but um, uh, thanks for taking the time to write uh, a letter here, email. Um, and then I have another one. And look, I, I hesitated to read this one because you know I know there's a lot of fans. People are acting kind of silly, and um, I just thought this was hilarious, so I'm just going to read it anyways. But um, whoever sent this, please, uh, you know, give me who your real name is. So here's what they say. My friends and I love your show. Although Professor Dumbledore bans us using the internet because he says magic is better than the internet, me and Hermione love to listen to the show after canoodling. Many fans at Hogwarts, Harry Potter. Okay, guys, come on. Harry Potter is not a real character. There's no such thing as Hogwarts. And um, really, canoodling? Is that something that people do? What is canoodling? Like, is that kissing i mean i hope it's nothing more than that because i think they're only in middle school so they shouldn't be doing really you shouldn't even be doing that until you're like 18 okay i do have some news that i wanted to share um now this is 
not really new news. It's new news to me, um, but it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, it did happen about uh, 400 years ago, but it's still shocking new news to me. So, um, and this is going to kick off our the new segment that we're going to have. We're going to run periodically, maybe even every episode, and um, we're going to have some music for that. So, Prescott, can you please start the music? This is going to be called the world upside the world turned upside down. Thoughts on 17th century England and the English Civil War. That's a mouthful, but that's what we're going to be talking about. And um, so the new news to me was: Did you know that the guy who wrote the Bible? Now I'm not talking about like God or whatever, but the the real guy, the guy that wrote the the English Bible. Did you know that he was a gay guy? Isn't that something? Yeah, and I'm talking about the King James Bible, or as some people call it, the Queen James Bible. You can actually get a version of the Queen James Bible, and I think it's like uh, queenjamesbible.com or something, where they've taken a couple passages, all the like anti-gay stuff, and they've like edited them. And it's like a nice copy. It's like a white Bible with a rainbow flag cross. So look that up, I, Queen James Bible or something like that. Just Look it up on the internet. Anyways, learning about this, uh, I'm really fascinated. I think I mentioned this before about 17th century England. And um, so right off the bat, this is like uh, King James. um, And people actually you would hear during the time, long live Queen James. I mean, this guy was bisexual, flat out, tons of evidence about it. Wrote love letters to his, uh, his lovers. Um, one of his first lovers was a little bit scandalous. I mean, this guy was like 14 years old. He ended up uh, hooking up with this Earl of Lennox. So the Earl of Lennox was the first lover. Um, and he's not as interesting. He, it's just interesting that he was a young boy and he ended up uh, hooking up with this guy. Carr is a little bit more interesting um, because there's a little bit more quotes and stuff I have that I've l- I was able to look up. And he was appointed, this guy Carr, gentlemen of the bedchamber and somebody wrote about their relationship that uh the prince constantly leaneth on his arm pinches his cheek and smooth his ruffled garment car hath all favors the king teacheth him latin every morning and greek every night i tell you this scottish lad is straight-limbed well-favored strong-shouldered smooth-faced with some sort of cunning and show of modesty and then these guys had a falling out, and uh, kind of interesting, he was almost going to get killed, and then the king kind of pardoned him and sent him out of the country or something. And then the last guy um, was this Buckingham. This is the most famous. James considered him his wife. He wrote as much in letters. Um, let's see here. We have uh, a letter that um, the king says to Buckingham, I naturally so love your person and adore all your other parts which are more than ever one man had. I mean, uh, you know. But um, to be honest, Buckingham was generally regarded as the most beautiful man in Europe with his dark chestnut curly hair, a pointed beard of golden brown, clear skin, which I do find that that's important, um, which I don't have, fine chiseled features, dark blue eyes, and the graceful carriage of the ideal quarter. The king naturally... Okay, so they really love each other. um, And uh, 
Another thing from the king here. I desire only to live in the world for your sake, is what the king saying to Buckingham. And I'd rather live banished in any part of the world with you than live a sorrowful widow life without you. And so God bless you, my sweet child and wife, and grant that ye may ever be a comfort to your dear dad and husband. You know, it was funny, too. Um, they found recently... Um, I guess a couple years ago, some sort of secret passageway that was between Buckingham and the king's like bedroom. Now he was bisexual, the king. I mean, he did have women, and he, you know, had babies and all that stuff. I mean, he had obviously Charles II that gets his head chopped off. But um, let's not uh, kid ourselves. This is a gay guy here, you know, and he's uh, writing letters and all that stuff. So, anyways, the King James Bible for anybody that. Um, is against gays. The person that wrote the Bible, well, obviously King James didn't write it, but he commissioned it, so there was a better translation for English. Um, so gay guy. So that's one of the little nuggets of history that we're, you know, we're going to talk some about some of those things in the 17th century England. Probably a little bit more exciting, but I just thought that was uh, interesting and kind of humorous. Um, if you have any questions or want to add to that or dispute that, you can email the show at prcshow at gmail.com. That's prcshow at gmail.com. Now, let's get to our sponsors. I know everyone's wondering what the, who the sponsor is going to be this week, and it is... <coughs> excuse me. Still getting over my cold. As we know, the show is sponsored by all the books I own but have not read. And I actually just bought this because I'm really getting into European history. This is a book by Charles Tilly. It's called The Contentious French, Four Centuries of Popular Struggle. Now, this looks real academic-y. I mean, it's heavy, too. Um, it's like 400 pages. Um, I haven't even cracked this thing. But basically, it just talks about, uh, well, I, which I haven't read, but by the dust jacket, um, kind of the collection action and the, the kind of protest culture or struggle in um, France throughout, the I guess, the last 400 years. So... Um, this is a book I might like to read after I get done with England, but I'll be honest with you, this uh, English Civil War and the whole 17th century England is really fascinating me. It might, it might be a while. I might be on that topic for a while. So um, if anyone has read this and uh, can recommend it or not recommend it, uh, email the show um, at prcshow at gmail.com. Let me know what you think, and um, maybe I'll read your email on, uh, on the show. All right, now to our discussion with Josh Ferris about uh, homophobia and Russia. Okay, so I want to talk about uh, Russia, and I'm going to go on a little bit of an anti-Slav thing. No offense, I'm, I'm pro-Slav, but I'm sort of anti-Slav. Well, let me just get in. So uh, I got Josh Ferris here. Which I want to get his uh, about some ideas about this issue of gays in Russia and the really reactionary, like conservative, just bad things that are going on there with gays. And um, so there's an article today in the New York Times that says gays in Russia find no haven despite support from the West. Now, uh, Vladimir Putin recently. Um, signed into law a bill that says uh, about like movies and people of 18 years of older can't see certain things protecting here's what it says protecting children by banning propaganda on uh, non-traditional sexual relations but widely understood as an effort to suppress homosexuality and Russia's 
fledgling gay rights movement. Now, where does this come from? Like, you know, we're getting gay marriage here in the United States. Um, gay rights in Europe, I guess, in the more Western parts, in the Scandinavian countries, I imagine, has been uh, much more progressive. Why is Russia taking a step backwards? And before I get your thoughts on this, I think it has all to do, I'm gonna, let me just go back here, because I think, you know, the Soviet Union had a lot of, like, messed up things going on. Um, and I think it has to do with the Enlightenment sort of not penetrating into uh, that part of the world, although Peter the Great did bring some of that stuff in. But they've always been sort of backwards on women issues. I mean, you never, we never saw any women um, leaders in... Uh, you know, the, the Communist Party. I mean, you could say, look, in the United States, there was few women leaders, but, I mean, they at least had Margaret Thatcher by the time, uh, when that's you know, United Kingdom. But, you know, very, uh, just very regressive uh, views towards women. And hold on, I'm going to get your thoughts here. Just going back to the Slavs, too. When I was in the Czech Republic, um, you know, the guy, you know, there, there was some, I had a guide at one point kind of a friend of uh, the family, but um, he was saying some disparaging, thing, disparaging things about gypsies, which that's a whole other thing, but I just thought that was weird. It was like, is this a real thing? People don't like gypsies. And I think there was some uh, homophobia things going on too, like very cultural, uh, you know, patriarchal type of thing. Now, Josh, you, were, you have been to Russia. I have. I mean, you were a young kid and you weren't. I was 18. What, what, what do you make of this, and wh why do you think Russia is so uh, homophobic all of a sudden? Well, I don't know if they've. It's, I don't know if they're homophobic all of a sudden, right? And I, I actually almost sort of take issue with the idea that they're taking a step back. I don't think they've ever probably been on the same footing that we've been. You know that we in the United States yeah. or in the West have been on like this, like I, you know, on the idea of gay rights or queer rights or, you know, um, in like queer equality and, um, and like the injustice. No, America's good. Like this is a very pro-America discussion, which, you know, yeah, I'm very yeah, critical of America and the empire. But I'll tell you what, the United States. We're way ahead on this issue. But we should remember, it wasn't just a few years ago that we had the president of the United States standing in front of his party's convention in 2004 saying, you know, like the only way to like really sort of protect America and secure America is to, de is to define marriage between a man and a woman at the federal level, right? You well, know? I mean, that's true. And yeah. it's like, that's like not that long ago, right? So it's like, I mean, that's where I always think about gay rights in this country, like how sometimes flabbergasted I am at how far we've moved like so quickly like we've literally went from like a president calling for like you know like nope we need to codify into law their second class citizens to a president who's like yeah this is great like but hold on a second here that i mean th that president was probably out of touch or maybe a majority of the americans felt that way but you still had a majority of the people that disagreed he, he was barely elected do you think they have a will and grace in the Soviet Union no, or the, no, you no, know no, or no, in, no. In, in Russia? Do you think not. they have um I mean for Pete's sake, I mean, Pussy yeah. Riot that uh, that punk rock band um, band, yeah. you know I've never listened to them I should but um and what I find fascinating too which I haven't done enough research to talk about this now maybe in another episode they're couching all this language against Pussy Riot against gays 
and uh, against um, some of the journalists and very like Soviet terms of like you're an enemy of the state or you, you know this is unpatriotic and it's bad for like the fatherland which look I'm a far left the center guy but the Soviet Union uh, punished a lot of people politically and they would you know this guy's a Trotskyist although he might have been uh, a sweetheart and you know was all for the workers and all that but you disagreed with them and he got labeled that and then put in a, a prison camp and you know that was the end of him. They're doing the, that's the same type of language, yeah. and just to give the Soviet Union a little bit of a an excuse. This stuff actually happened prior to that. It, it's all is it cultural? Like this was all going on in the 1800s under the Tsar. They did the same type of thing. What is up with these people? Why oh, well, is this happening? I think there's a couple things. There's a couple points I'd like to make. The one thing on like why is this happening? Once when I was a sophomore in college, uh, I knew this guy socialist his name was josh johnston and i thought like this guy like knew a, a lot about like you know all socialism everything like that and i asked him once why were the soviets so um so against gays right i like just mm -hmm. want to know and his response to me was i think it has something to do with homophobia <laughs> right. right and it's right. like yeah and yeah, it is yeah. just like well they're homophobic yeah right and it's like oh yeah fair point it's like guess what even like even like the lefties there can be like assholes amongst them right and lots of them and I, you know it's like i it but it's like back to like what's going on like like presently in in, in russia it makes me think of that what i used to read about like um uh uh, Mubarak in Egypt, right? And they would say it's like the reality of it was was like Mubarak didn't give a shit about like um ho like gays, right? Mm -hmm. But like every now and then the Muslim Brotherhood would get like very popular, and he needed to look sort of like a righteous and spiritual like man, and so he would like go like bust up like a gay party, yeah, and right. like he would arrest ar arrest everybody. And I think that you know what this is just like easy pickings for Putin, who's like. Who's like now a divorcee and like, you know, I don't know. He's just like a maniac, right? And so I think it just like makes him look like a good righteous man to be oh, like yeah, I'm taking sure he's on this like personally, pro I'm sure he's personally like indifferent. Yeah. I mean he's probably gay. Who knows? He he looks muscular that, and all that like, stuff. Yeah. He, he's a good looking guy. Sure. But um I mean he walks around with, like there's these pictures of his shirt off and stuff oh, yeah, like he's that. Very like, yeah, pro homoerotic in some ways. Uh-huh. But um but not just the political leaders. I feel like if you would talk to the version of my dad in, and I'm talking about all yeah. Slavs. I'm for for the Slavs that you know want to correct me in on a this. Moscow suburb. Your yeah. dad P in PRC a Moscow show suburb. at gmail.com. PRC show at gmail.com. If you want to defend the Slavs, if you went to my, the version of my dad who's pro gay rights. I mean, my dad's a pretty conservative guy. Mm -hmm. But he's like, yeah, gay should be able to marry. Whatever. He he's cool. He he doesn't have a big deal with it. Um, and my dad's like Catholic too. Yeah. Um, religious. If you took the version of him in a Moscow suburb or in uh, Ukraine or in uh, I don't even know if they're Slavs or whatever. Whatever. They would be. Uh, I think that version is uh, homophobic and is not for it. I think there's something. Sure, but I think it's like you know what? Probably. Now maybe I'm wrong. No, but no, no, no. I mean, maybe I. I would say yes. I would say generally speaking, uh, when people's only exposure to sort of like queer people is from a government telling you they're out to rape your children 
or the only time they hear, you know, it's it's more like this. The only time they hear about a queer person is like when a pedophile's arrested. Right. Of course they're homophobic. They're like those people are sick. That you know they're 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 bad. They're maniacs. And it, and it isn't until and I think this is really what took the United States above is like when it was just like sort of people coming out, right? So it's like and it's gonna suck. People are gonna have start coming out in Russia, and it's like they're gonna get the shit beat out. They're gonna get killed. Right. It is going to just be painful. And there is a fledgling, you know, gay rights movement. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't help that the state is like sort of actively working against them. Right. Yeah. You know, but I think it is that that really is the uh, you know, th that's the way to like to, to get progress on this issue. So it's like when Uncle Sergey comes with Uncle Yevgeny. Yeah. yeah. You know, to to the next, uh, you know, Saints festival or whatever it's like that's gonna be like well okay they're not all pedophiles right yeah you know? and, and and it's gotta i mean I, I guess there's there's sort of two issues that i'm sort of talking about here too there's that there's the gay rights and and, and gay equality there but also i'm interested in what's and, and you don't and, and and you know neither of us are really expert on this but you know, I want to bring. Which is what makes this conversation very good yeah it, yeah i mean you know i'm s i mean i've uh, i've read some newspaper articles and some books but the um, I want to talk about take this to the Borat now is Borat because I'm basically feeding into in this whole view that that's what people are like over there, which yeah. is not true. Right. Obviously. obviously, I mean Borat but, is as much a Slav as Aunt Jemima is. An right, I mean he yeah he he's actually like a whatever a Jewish American, he is, he is but um Israeli, I think. but his uh, but he promulgates is that the right word. Maybe. He proselytizes. No, he portrays this view of people like kind of the worst, basically the the redneck version of Slavic or whatever uh -huh. people. And um, Putin is now proving that correct to me. Like, and and well, and it's more the leadership, I guess. But I do feel just from my middle. Okay, I work in a hospital. I once had um, a Russian. Uh, Russian or Ukrainian? I can't remember. I don't know if it makes a difference, but it's the same sort of uh, general thing. These two brothers, their mom was dying, very sick, and I was just talking about I'm a new nurse and all that stuff, and my friend's Jewish. He's a nurse, and we went to, went to school because they lived in the same neighborhood, mm -hmm. and he's like, he's a Jew. He's not, he's not a doctor? Oh, all the Jews are doctors. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I, it was it was so out of left field. And I was like, oh, is this like the anti-Semitism sort of like uh, sure. cowboy, um, not cowboy, but uh, redneck uh, Slavo thing that that I you hear about, but I'm actually, oh, this is like a real thing. Like, um, now this is anecdotal evidence, but um, I just wonder why this. I don't, you know. What's the reasons for this? Is it because these people are more uh, poor and capitalist development hasn't necessarily touched? You know, this is the benefits of kind of living in a more cosmopolitan, having more wealth, that people are exposed to more ideas and stuff like that. So, I, I no, I, I think it's just like this, right? I mean... I don't think it's I don't think there's anything like intrinsic about the Slavic people that like make them like homophobic or anti Semitic or whatever, right? I do think, at least on anti Semitism, they have a very long history of sort of like embedded cultural anti Semitism that has been incredibly difficult to break. And you know, and the Soviets didn't help, right? On that on that issue. I think it is cultural. And I'm against this argument. I hate making this argument, mm -hmm. but and I would I want to get my Eastern European friend on here because I know she'd be screaming at me, but 
When I was with my uh, Czech friend, and we were at a restaurant, I said, compare Americans, British, German, and Canadians. And he loved Americans. They were very direct. They were very... And he said about the Canadian, he's like, well, they are very uh, cosmopolitan. He's like, they're, uh, they're very much like the French. And he said it in a way that made me, you know, that they were like uh, gays. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And I was like, where, this is a weird, where does this come from? Why is he, uh, you know? Well, I think it's also, it's like, nobody, uh, right, nobody's challenging. Right, it's, like it's just a steel worker. No, amongst our circles, it's like unacceptable right now to be like, He's a little, you know, fruity. You know, he's got a little sugar in his tank. But the the reality of it is probably at my dad's work here in the United States, they would say something. Yeah, maybe so. And I, I even remember at some point when I came out, like after I came out, my father was like with some of his guy friends and like so this so this is not that long ago, right? This is in the last decade or plus a few years. Uh, somebody like made a gay joke, you know, and who knows? It was probably a bad joke. But How long ago was this? I don't know. Let's say 2001. Oh, okay. Right around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And like my dad was like, hey, you got to uh, cut oh, that wow. out. You know, well, that's very courageous. Of him right. Back then. You know, and so it's like, so it's like those are the, you know, I, I think it's like literally there's probably like with your friend and tr- he just doesn't have anybody around him who's like, hey, that's like not that. You know, like that's like not funny. Yeah. And it's like and it's like, so why do they do it? I don't know. I think everybody does it, right? It's like easy to pick on people that are different than you. And especially I think when a culture, whether it's the state or the media or you know, or you know, just like you know, what no matter what it is, like really promotes sort of making fun of of gay people or demonizing yeah, yeah. gay people. Right. Um, you know, and at some and we you know, in the US it's like the media definitely demonized gay people for a very long time. Yeah, and, but now the media's on the side of gays. Yeah, and then they took a turn because guess what? It was like more profitable it was much more profitable yeah. to like make Will and Grace than it was um any you know, than than to keep doing like gays attack you yeah, know, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, well I mean, um but you would have to agree that Based on all the things that you know, and you know a lot, that the cultures over there probably seem more homophobic than yeah. Right now, um, I would say right now, right. I don't like. I I sort of. I always just. I think culture is defined in, at the moment, right? Not sort yeah, of yeah. In, intrinsically. So it's like yeah. Right now, I would not hold my boyfriend's hand walking down the street of Moscow. That'd be. Fu- and those are all countries that um when we're talking about like Eastern Europe, uh, Slavs or whatever you want to call it. Sorry to be offensive here. I mean, this is a very offensive show, but. In the Soviet Union, or you know, those times, bourgeois—that was like a you know, bourgeois capitalist yeah. view was uh, gays were oh that's a that's what the rich uh, yeah. queer it was uh, like a Victorian uh, yeah. era yeah that's absolutely. that's what I'm thinking of. Um, where do you see uh, where do you see Putin? Uh, how, how do you think this is going to resolve? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's like to be honest, I think he will stand his ground while it's in the media. And then, like, once it's not in the media, they may loosen up a little bit. You know, it's like, here's the thing. As any movement, sometimes, you know, it's like, I don't I don't actually know how well organized the sort of gay ri- the gay rights community is over there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, uh, hopefully they'll, they'll move I think, him on I, I think it's actually all tied together into liberal values, too. I think, it, you know, it's the media and the press. This is just an aside. They actually just tried a guy, an, a, a journalist, um, that died 
and they retried him and convicted him because he was exposing some of yeah. the oligarchs. I mean, this is straight out of like a Stalinist yeah, type of no, playbook. Yeah, Which Stalin didn't even do that. I mean, once yeah. he did, he didn't care. But they they wanted to you know dig him up from his grave. And uh, well, they didn't literally do that, but and they tried him, and and he was convicted for pu- publishing stuff against like these uh, oligarchs. It's all tied together with like that type of thing, gays, and um, like you know the freedom of speech. And uh, look, I'm a far left of center person. I'm not necessarily just into freedom of speech, but I think these things are important. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? And um, you know, I, this is embarrassing. I mean, this is 2013, and they're going back to these. Czarist, the worst. Hey, the Soviet Union did a lot of great things. I think the balance sheet, 51% good, 49% bad. I'm still, I always go back and forth on that. You're not an accountant. Yeah, but I still, I'm going to say 51% good. Some people, some of my friends think it's probably like 85% good, but maybe it is in some regards. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I haven't read enough books, but... They're going back to these things. I just, I don't understand it. Uh, Any closing thoughts? No, I, I just would like to point out, right, it's like uh, homosexuality became officially illegal. Like, you know, uh, Peter the Great, I think, brought it there, you know? That was, like, something he, like, imported from, like, Western Europe, right? Wait, he made it illegal? or Yeah, he did. And it's actually, See, Peter the Great was good in some ways, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, but th- that was, like, an enlightened idea. He, he, ban- he didn't ban it in society, only in the military. He was like, okay, man, you got to stop doing each other. And then it was like, I think the communists, actually, in the, in the 20s... Decriminalized it, probably. They de- yeah, they just like, got rid of all these weird sexuality. They're like, we don't have time to... Oh, with well, the beginning, they abolished the death penalty and yeah, everything, yeah, right. which I think is great. And then yeah, they killed yeah, like yeah. 700,000 people later. But so, anyway, yeah. that's just a point to... Yeah, that, is, that is interesting. Well, we'll have to revisit this issue of um, uh, freedom and uh, homosexuality and all that stuff at a future episode. Maybe we'll get like a scholar on here. I, I, have, a, I have a Slav... I have a couple uh, Eastern European friends um, that maybe we can get on the show. All right. Well, thanks for talking to me, Josh. Thanks. All right. Well, I hope you guys like the show. Um, I thought that was a great conversation. Uh, you can obviously tell Josh is a smart guy, and uh, kind of feel bad about some of the things I said. But you know, I'm Slavic, so whatever. I'm have some family from uh, Czechoslovakia. I think I'm part Croatian, and who knows? I'm a mutt. Uh, we're going to try to have another show by the end of the week, talking a little bit about TV, possibly with this, uh, another smart guy, Anthony Faino. We'll see. Um, oh, one more thing. I wanted to give um, Richter Norton credit for his website on uh, queers in history. Um, so way to go, Richter Norton. And his website is richternorton.co.uk. R-I-C-T-O-R-N-O-R-T-O-N dot C-O dot U-K. Thanks.